Hi, this is Diane Hutton, and you're listening to the Harley Human Podcast. Stay magical. To say to keep the devil away, to stand by your rights, not be tempted by the night. Funny enough, he's skin soft as silk. I don't feel any urge to drown in my own guilt. He's the devil, he's the devil, and disguise. Watch his eyes, he's waiting. I finish the story and I sit back and wait. I held nothing back, gave it to her all in full detail, sparing no feelings. It was rather cathartic for me, to be honest, showing both my pain as well as my love for her in the telling. Is that it? Yeah, that's everything. I just... It's... I need to go. Vanessa gets up and runs out of my... our... home. I try to chase after her, but as soon as she gets outside, all I saw was a puff of green smoke. It was too much. It had to be. But she had to know everything just as it happened. If I hid all the evil or shaped it to fit a narrative to benefit me, she would eventually find out that I was lying. Never lie to the woman you love, no matter what. I headed to the alley and started to Carmen San Diego around, hoping to find a clue, when Professor Tongues a lot and Colonel Steals My Thunder rolled up looking to help. Ray, what direction did he leave in? Ray pointed down the alley towards Baker Street, and I attempted to whitechapel my way to a trail. And, by sure luck, I spotted an Oriental Express amount of evidence leading east as I found Adora's watch and a few drops of blood. It's as if Cherry had clearly shaken Adora, even though she didn't stir. Curious, the watch was so obviously placed, like he wanted us to inspect her gadget. The parole I thought about it, the more I thought about how Cherry wanted to 86 Adora. You didn't need Miss Marple's eye to see he was headed towards the docks. What was Cherry's game, though? This way! (laughs) Really? Binding my hands together? How juvenile. Oh, I know what you can do, my pet. And so far, you haven't shown me that you have even the slightest interest in joining in on our fun. (laughs) Fine. Convince me, then. Power. This city is run by the power that wields it. The people who live in it, the muggles, are just sheep. And we, my pets, we are the shepherds. Between us, we control law enforcement, the criminal on the ground, and the news media. You know as well as I do that more people scoff at the Daily Prophet than not. Every day you print truths about our world that none of them want to believe. Yet, they keep buying your newspaper. Your work plants seeds of what is really happening, and they talk about it. At social gatherings, at the water cooler, and at street corners. Regardless of what the public perception is, your paper, your message, is being delivered. And you have kept a constant narrative about a certain crime lord controlling all in the city. Moi, 
you guided people through an incredibly accurate depiction of my rise to the top of crime, and even hinted that I may be taking out all the bosses. Which is of course 100% true. What? <gasps> my reports mentioned it as a possibility. Interests aligning between the families, harmonious existence. How do you keep the different families in line? I assume their identities as needed. I started as members of their gangs, quickly assuming the role of consigliere in each of the mobs by, of course, murdering the incumbents. Then I, now very trusted by all the bosses in my various forms, murdered all their loved ones and made an attempt to kill all the bosses themselves, which apparently failed. <laughs> oh, it was so much fun killing them all, especially after telling them how I murdered their wives and children. Afterwards, I assumed the role of boss in each family. I knew about the attempts on their lives and the deaths of their families. The word on the street said as much. I presumed you had become one of the bosses, but all at once? <laughs> well, how do you keep up appearances? All the bosses developed trust issues and amongst themselves created the face of many, my old employers. It's easy to gain consensus when you are the only voice. Well, that's all well and good, but, but, but what do you want? Isn't it obvious, my pet? I want you and your newspaper. I own everything else in this city, and with you by my side, we would run it all together. You would never want for anything. You can practice your magic in peace, and I would provide you with many opportunities to be the savior of the city, rescuing these sheared sheep as often as you want. You can be their hero. And I, their villain. And at night, we will share the same bed, just like old times. I listened to everything Jimmy had said, and sadly, I believe him. Tempted with exposure to a prophecy that could result in losing my magic, I can't even fathom that. With all the loss in my life, my magic has been the only constant. I would protect it at all costs. But the thought of it, getting the full story of everything I did to protect it all at once makes me Using the quick locator spell, I find this Harley's location just outside Jimmy's joint. And with a bit of magical investigation, I see a few set of tracks heading off towards the docks. Makes sense. I follow. This needs to end one way or another. We make our way to the docks and split up to search a few of the warehouses. And after a short while, I hear Baby calling out to us. Over here! I found something! Ray and I rush over to Baby, and Ray takes point. Hmm. It's definitely a magically sealed door. I've seen a few of these at Umbrella over the years. But how do we get in? One... Two... Three! Ray and Baby hit one of the bricks together, and a doorway starts to appear out of nowhere as the bricks reshape themselves. We rush into the warehouse to find Adora bound and on her knees with Cherry nearby. And she is sitting in front of... Francis? No cane, no slouch, no fear. But this is definitely Francis. Oh, hi, Harley. Nice of you to drop in. 
I look over towards Adora, who seems to have been untied as she teleports with Cherry to an unseen portion of the warehouse. Well done, Cherry, to perfection, as always. Let's end this. Today, we make our stand against the entity that has plagued our city for longer than I can remember. He controls organized crime. He decides who lives and who dies. He cursed Kimmy as well as all the others who disappeared from Umbrella. He ordered the hit on Mr. Body that was pinned on Harley, and he created the Viper. If you have got fight in you, the time is now. Cherry comes out of the shadows and throws a pack at Ray. He deftly catches the weapon and straps it on himself. It's go time, brother. Wheels up. I'm all in. Oh, my Lanta, the hottest. But Harley and I... We ain't got no sci-fi weapons, so we quickly duck behind a nearby table as Ray and Cherry light up their packs and fire at Francis. As we look at the battle in front of us, Francis seems more amused than scared. Adora comes out of the shadows with her hands glowing red as she continuously hurls what looks like fireballs in his direction. This should be fun. Francis is countering everything that they are thrown at him with ease, like he seems almost bored with it. I hand Holly my brother's gun. I was saving it to kill the viper, but with my hands all messed up, I can't even hold the thing. Baby hands me his gun and I look it over. He nods his head towards me and I stand up to take a shot, both his gun and mine drawn. I activate bullet time and my focus goes red dead on redemption. I raise the guns and, well, don't tell anyone, but I also turn on my ambot. <laughs> Best to make sure. I locked on his head and roll my neck a la Murta in lethal weapon. The Danny Glover one. I go to squeeze the trigger. Uh-uh-uh. The trigger is still Dallas. And just like that, Holly was turned to stone. I expected more from all of you. How sad. And how very disappointing. <laughs> Francis waved his hand at all of us, and we were sent flying. <laughs> landing 30 feet away, crushing our proton packs. I look over at Cherry and Adora, and they... They both look badly injured. My head is spinning and I feel blood flowing down my face. What is wrong with you people? I provide you with everything you could ever want in this city. Excitement, intrigue, mystery, I'm both your enemy and your entertainer. I allow you to live your pathetic little lives, thinking you're saving the world from evil. I gave you all purpose. Well, I guess some old adages are just true. You cannot teach old dogs new tricks. I had a lot of hope for this city. You in particular, Adora. You showed <gasps> such promise. <laughs> Eat a dick, Francis. Well, it's been fun, kids. Time to die. I would have thought I'd have at least gotten an honorable mention. Ah, Viper, welcome home. Finally, someone who gets it. Someone who understands power. Yeah. I guess I do. The Viper then unloads on Francis with a variety of magic attacks at a speed I can barely see. Sadly though, Francis parries them all. Something's off. Oh, you, you had your memory wiped. That explains it. The spell go. There it is. All oh, those annoying gaps filled. The Viper is back. It's taken the scene in front of me, and it looks like a complete 
ass-kicking. Adora played her hand and failed miserably. How predictable. Something happened, though, right before I lost my memories. Something completely unexpected. Ah, uh, my viper. She has returned, yes. But of course. Excellent. I have groomed you for long enough. It is time that you take your rightful place by my side. Kill them. Kill them all. I knew this day would come. This is the reason I recruited Jimmy. This is why I kept him close. I had a vision that in my darkest hour, he would be the one to save me. But here I lie, bleeding out, about to die at the hands of my prized student, and he... He is nowhere to be found. I sent Vanessa to the darkness in order to flush Francis out. I used her as I used everyone else in this room to get what I wanted. Revenge. And now, as we are all about to face our end, I feel that for me at least, this is just... I watch as Vanessa walks over to me and Francis... Chuckles behind her. Her cold, steely eyes staring deep into mine. I did this to her. I deserve this. I close my eyes and await my fate. <sighs> right as it appeared, the Viper was going to finish off a resigned Adora. She turned and re-attacked Francis this time with calculated and vicious attacks, very akin to what I've seen Francis use in the past, and it appears as if she has the upper hand. It took me forever to track Vanessa to the docks. Her perfume, though, I could track that anywhere. <laughs> I know she followed me home a lot when she was the Viper, but I let her believe that I didn't know. That perfume, it kept my love for her alive. It's easy to see the monster. It was near impossible to see the girl that was. But when I closed my eyes, I found one of those brick doors like we used to have at Umbrella, like the one Vanessa and I first opened when we met. <laughs> I walked through the door to see Vanessa in a full-on magic fight with... Who was that? I have waited a lifetime for this moment. Using his own magic against him? Every counter he makes, I find a new spot. After a while, I see his pattern and I get a few attacks through. He is weakening, I can feel it. Then out of nowhere, I sense Jimmy is near. And that is all it took. And like that, Francis broke through the Viper's attack and bound her. Very impressive, Viper. Well done. So much more effective than Adora. Good to know my teachings were not in vain with you. You see... The bullets strike Francis center mass and he stumbles onto his knees. He looks up at me with disbelief. I glance over at Adora, who is pointing towards me as she collapses onto the floor, her Dispelligo still hanging in the air. Dispelligo. As Francis tries to gather himself, baby, he attacks him from behind with the lead pipe that I used to destroy his piano, cracking him over the head with full force. Francis's eyes roll back into his head as he slumps to the ground. 
As the smoke from both babies and my guns roll up the barrels, I see Francis, a man I called friend, drop as three shells tink off the ground beside me. Twelve hours ago, I was just happy for the work. A simple murder investigation. I look at baby standing over the now dead body of Francis as he finished him off with a blow to the head. Professor Plum would have been proud of that strike. Ray rushes over to him, grabs him in an embrace. Baby clearly popped his ult for that strike, but he starts to come out of his Winston-like rage and releases the pipe from his grip, falling into Ray's arms. Adora is being helped off the ground by Cherry. As she lifts her head, we make eye contact, and I nod to her. A small smile creeps across her lips as she nods back. Jimmy runs over to embrace me, not knowing I have my memories back. As he approaches, I turn my back to him and stare at Harley, smoke still rising from both her guns. She lowers them to her side. I take a beat. Jimmy, you should know I have all my memories back. Oh. I appreciate the fact you told me the truth, when you could have very easily shaped it towards your own gain. Jimmy stays quiet. A stillness sits between us as I look at Baby looming over the now-dead body of Francis, Ray rushing up to embrace him. I have damaged these people's lives enough. With Francis's death, a sense of calm comes over me. I walk over to him, everyone staring at me, waiting to see what I do. I guess that prophecy was never about me, Francis. It was about you. I cannot stay here. I killed Baby's brother. I tried to kill Harley. I have to leave. But before I do... Jimmy. He turns around with tears in his eyes, staring at me. I love you, no matter what. And I walk out of the warehouse into the night, alone. Are we just gonna let her go? She teleported away as soon as she left the building. Don't you sass me, Adora. We need to have some serious words about the spell you put me under. That can wait. Adora, could you burn his body? I can. But in time, my dear, so can you. She gives me a knowing look as I nod towards Francis's body. She lights it ablaze, casting slender man-like shadows off of all of us. Reminds me of my landlord. Episode 1, throwback, the sequel. I signal everyone to gather around me as I place my closed fist by my outstretched arm in the middle and motion for them to do the same. They all look at each other with varying levels of love, mistrust and hatred. I indicate for them to grab my arm as I roll my hand over, showing them the port key I got from Jimmy earlier. Everyone clues in and latches onto me. We look each other in the eyes, nodding in silent agreement as I utter our destination. Viper's Lair. Harley Human is a production of a few really dope actors, plus the writer and producer of this episode, Blair Beveridge. 
The voice of Harley is Tyrlyn Puxty. The voice of Adora was Paula Rhodes. The voice of the Viper was Dan Hutton. The voice of Ray was Jeff Mueller. The voice of Cherry was Gil Ramirez. The voice of Francis was Classy Don. The voice of Baby was Joey Couture, and the voice of Jimmy was Blair Beveridge. Original music by Tyrlyn Puxty and a variety of background music by various artists, including Kevin McLeod. Thank you for listening to Season 1 of Harley Human. For all information on Harley Human, please visit harleyhuman.com.